Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? All right, welcome back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. It is Friday night. Friday night. Uh, April 29th, 2022. My name is Jake Luke. I am sitting here uh, in the studio watching the end of the third round play out. Ravens have themselves a night uh, in this second round of the draft. We've been streaming it, and uh, we are coming to the end of the round, so we decided we'd hop in and record a little bit of a reaction pod to what we just saw, which was the Ravens sitting pat at 45 and taking David Ojabo from Michigan, and then they sat still again uh, in the third round, and Travis Jones falls to them, the D lineman out of UConn. So uh, pretty banner night for the Ravens. Uh, you know, high marks all around pretty much. Uh, Benjamin Powers, I know you're pretty happy with both of these picks. I certainly am, my friend. I'm not positive your, your mic is turned on, but we can hear you. Uh, but ultimately, pumped up with David Ojabo. That one got me fired up. My favorite pick maybe in this in- entire class so far of all picks, not just Ravens. One of my absolute favorites considering what the the reward is definitely a lot of concern regarding the injury regarding you know needing some development against the run but has as much upside as a pass rusher as anyone in this class the bend the speed the creativity the ability to win inside and outside fluidly the ability to be reactive and proactive as a pass rusher um, to turn it on in big moments it felt like also locates the ball in his pass rush where is the quarterback where is the the carriage of the ball and how do I pop that sucker out of there? I think he forced four fumbles last year. So Ajabo is a, a slam dunk. And Travis Jones also got me fired up too. BPA all day. Again, we set it on the stream. Uh, I'll, I'll repeat myself and, and pass it to Vaz and Zeej to, to do their piece. But it feels like the Ravens have a sham of a scouting department and just use the consensus big board and the the compilation of the, the giant big board, Dane Brugler and the fellows at the Athletic take because they landed four players on that big board the media is going to be going crazy because that is the media big board. We will see how good the media is. If the Ravens take four players in the top forty, they should be hitting you know doubles on at least three of them. There, you think? So a little bit of a little bit of question marks with Ojabo's injury, but Travis Jones has C four in his hands. Incredible club, 
incredible rip, incredible power, an elite athlete tested in a, a premier range for an interior defensive lineman. And the Ravens are cooking with gas, man. Voss, you kind of lost your shit a little bit last night with the Hollywood trade, but it feels like things have kind of come full circle. You're feeling a little bit better now. How, uh, how are you reacting to these two picks and uh, tonight in general? The Hollywood trade still stings a little bit because they're losing, they're taking away from a position of strength and making it maybe now a position of weakness still hasn't been addressed. But as far as the two picks tonight, I'm very excited to see what this defense is going to look like under Mike McDonald, also with Kyle Hamilton and, and Marcus Williams. Um, they're loaded. They are really, really loaded on defense uh, to have the, the modern version, you know, more big nickel more dime, a heavy rotation on the defensive line. In particular, Ojabo is a explosive athlete. He's going to pair very well with Away and Bowser. They now have three pre premier athletes on the edge when they all are healthy. And uh, I think Jones is a very, very good player, probably maybe the best value in the entire draft that I've seen so far. I think he is a reasonable um Comparison to Jordan Davis, not necessarily in size, but as far as what he can do on the field. And it might be have a higher floor, if not the, the ceiling. So to get him at 76 was a coup. And uh, so we'll see how the fourth round plays. But I do think the causes the Costa has played the draft very well so far. Zeke, you uh, you liking uh, what you've seen so far? What's the uh, temperature check? They've um. Best way to phrase it, I think they've gotten four starters in, their, in the first three rounds. The only thing I'm disappointed for is I thought there'd be a little bit more movement on day two. I thought they'd um, come back in, maybe get another uh, round three pick. There's still time, but right now it's not looking so good. Yeah, so they're sitting at 110 right now. We're on pick 97, uh, and I think it goes up through 105, So or yeah. up to 105 maybe. Yeah, so there's probably about – Eight or to eight to ten picks here that I'm looking at. Um, uh, in between now and Couple then, guys, so, I would move up for. Yeah, exactly. So there's uh, there's going to be options for them. Remarkable. If they, yeah, very much remarkable, Rich Eisen. Thank you. Um, <laughs> just chiming in there, but yeah, uh, yeah, great night. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Ojabo was my guy. Early on in this process, it just felt like a, a don't overthink it pick. Uh, guy that you just sit there at 14 and take him because other teams are going to be focused on other positions, other players, whatever it might be. It just felt like a perfect fit. Um, from the Mike McDonald perspective, from the perspective that uh, you need a pass rusher, from the perspective that the guy fits the type of player that they're looking for. So, you know, a couple guys, you know, come off the board. Andrew Booth comes off the board early. Uh, a couple other guys that I think they would have their eye on. It's a little bit of a run on wide receivers as well. Uh, Texans jump up in front of them and take John Mechie, uh, which was interesting out of Alabama. So maybe there's uh, there was some intel floating around that they would have liked Mechie in that spot, uh, especially losing Hollywood Brown. That could have feasibly been a connection. But yeah, so they stick and pick Ojabo at 45. They do the same thing with Travis Jones. And uh, yeah, round two in general. Felt like again more more wide receivers taken that we than we probably were expecting before the night started. Spen, would you agree with that? I trailed off. I got mesmerized by uh, Chris Olave's dad's outfit. I'm sorry, but ultimately, <laughs> day two. Like, I called that day out last two. night. I said he looked like Don King, like when in peak Muhammad Ali, like boxing promoter. Like 
I, I dropped the ball. I lost full focus. I was, I was, yeah, you, 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 you got into there. How, again, uh, mesmerized by those Ohio State wide receivers. But yeah, man, uh, Ajabo, fantastic. Was, was reading Howie Roseman again in my head, but reading his input into injury, I'm trailing off. I don't know what you asked me, but reading his input into injury and <laughs> he kind of talked about the stage of injury being Wait, able who? to be able Stop it. Who, who is this? Stop it. I can't even hear that. Whatever. I'm rolling past you. But uh, talk about you know, <laughs> st- stage of injury and, and being able to have a little more information on like Landon Dickerson. They felt like he had, he had started to show enough progress already. And uh, I guess Ojabo is just like six weeks off of injury somewhere around there. So there's, 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 some, there's some scaries to it for sure. But Mike McDonald gets his boy paid. Adafi OA teams up with his old high school teammate. All of those things are, are mad rad. And in my book, Ojabo has as much pass rushing upside if he rehabs and recovers well as anyone in this draft, pound for pound. So I like Ojabo so, so, so much. I'm pumped. I think Eric DaCosta whooped this. I'm willing to take the risk on Ojabo maybe never playing a single snap of football there because I think the upside that is also attainable without having any insight into the medical situation is, is something that can be a, a borderline kind of Super Bowl move bookending him with a job and and watching them grow and develop together. But Mike McDonald knows that man well, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. The, the Achilles boys and Tyus Bowser and David Ajabo, the, the Nigerian Rhode Island boys in David Ajabo and Odafe Owe. Zeke, what is your, uh, what is your general reaction to how the round played out? Or what were your biggest surprises? Um, I'll be real. I, I shed a tear when, when my boy Booth uh, slipped out of their reach. Um, overall, I'm I'm surprised at how little uh, quarterbacks have been taken up until the very end of uh, round three. Tyreek Woolen falling so shocked me. Um, there's going to be a lot, lot of good corners coming around um, day three for them to pick from. And Calvin, my boy Calvin Austin is still sitting there right now. I'm Kind of hoping they trade up for him. He'd be a very pretty much immediate replacement for Hollywood as far as just style of play. Um, overall, I think, I again, the Ravens just did what they always do. They went BPA. They somehow managed to get four top 50 guys within their first 76, within the first 76 picks. It's it's nuts how the NFL just keeps letting them do it. I don't, I don't understand. Also, Dean Falling was... A shock that I don't think anybody saw coming. Yeah, that was a hundred percent a weird one, um, and that was a guy that I think a lot of Ravens fans were looking at uh, at seventy uh, or seventy six, wherever they were in the third round. Like, yeah, yeah, this is the the guy that they could be be looking at. Uh, I believe they wind up passing on him, or maybe the Eagles took him just before. But uh, yeah, they wind up going to Josh Jones. Nakobe Dean goes to the Eagles in one of the the bigger falls of the draft. Voss, what are, what were your general thoughts on the night? Um, I thought Travis Jones slipping was equally as surprising as Nicobe Dean. I thought he was probably going to be drafted before Nicobe Dean, before the draft started, before we even knew about his shoulder injury. Um, I also thought that there was a lot of good outside linebackers selected in the second round. Uh, Mafe Abichetti, Drake uh, Jackson, Jackson Bonito, 
uh, obviously Ojabo and Pascal went the one pick right after um, Ojabo. So I thought that was interesting, but uh, but I also agree with Zach. A lot of good corners still there. I think they should be able to find a good corner in this in the fourth round here. Spen, what uh, what are you thinking about moving forward into round four? Because we have looks like five picks left in round three. Ravens could trade back into the third round. It's feeling a little more unlikely at this point. The Ravens have six picks tomorrow in the fourth round alone. Um, and then I think they have one more after that, right? So that leaves them with seven. Uh, you know, what's the general temperature check uh, as we head into tomorrow? It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Too many picks. Jeremy Ruckert off the board now. That's somebody I've been eyeing. That Looks sucks. like the, the round's going to come to a close. The Ravens are going to sit tight. They're going to make a bunch of picks. And I'm going to go ahead and say none of them are going to become a, an impact player. I'm going to go on the board and say that. I don't think that this is a, a great spot in in terms of the the fourth round. You can you know there's there's prospects you like, but I think that the fourth round is kind of a barren wasteland in most draft classes. There are role players, there are guys that you love to have in your scout team. There's special teamers. There's some guys that work their way into the lineup quite a bit, but. I don't know. I, I don't love banking on it, but hey, the, the Ravens do. They think this is a deep class. They've talked about it for quite some time. So uh, shut me up, shut my mouth up and go find two starters in the fourth round. Go find one impact player in the fourth round and you are absolutely dynamite if you can. But I mean, I'm not Rashid, Rashid Walker still on the board, right? Dan Fulele still on the board. Chigo Conquo still on the board. Oh, Conquo. Um, yeah, there's... <laughs> Calvin Austin's still there, as EJ mentioned. I mean, I mean, hey, there's guys I like, but they fall for a reason. And I hope that the Ravens are right. And Leo, Leo Schmall, all these guys. We can we can list. There's still guys I like as prospects, but I just don't love the whole let's, let's use this fourth round to make six picks. Would be remiss to think they don't trade back, if not uh, acquire 2023 picks. I think that's very, very, very likely to do if they can get an offer that they like or something similar. So... Sure, I, I can talk myself into a lot of guys in this fourth round, but I just don't love that strategy as opposed to maybe picking twice in the second round, picking someone between Ojabo and Travis Jones. I, I would have liked to see, but hey, like I said, I hope they shut me up. I'm with you. I'm usually, uh, it's like, I, I, I'm definitely with you, but it is it, 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 like it, it's so much fun in the moment when it happens because they've done this a couple times before, like, they did it in 2016. They might have done it in 2018 as well, I think, um, where it's just like rapid fire in the fourth round, pick all these guys, and it's like, oh, shit, this guy's going to be, you know, X. This guy's going to be Y. This guy's going to be Z. It's like, yeah, you're probably right where, like, it's they're not going to amount to much. But I don't know, man. I I really like the upside of Falele, and I think he fits what they like at tackle. So that would be – I feel like that would be a really good developmental pickup if they can make that happen. Obviously – you guys like Rashid Walker a lot, so I would like that for that reason. Um, Voss, who are some of the guys that you're eyeing up for tomorrow? Um, well, I think wide receiver and corner are probably the biggest needs. They have Zion McCollum and um, Tariq Woolen are some of the best corners. Um, Castro Fields, I believe, is still available. And Kobe Durant. So there's some guys there. And then that's really all they need on defense. I would avoid inside linebacker. So going to the offensive side of the ball, um, yeah, Rasheed Walker would be a great pick. Uh, Spencer Borford um, is a developmental tackle. There is Waletsko, who Spencer mentioned earlier, another developmental tackle. 
wide receiver wise, there are a few guys, but it's getting pretty thin. They might want to look to the free agent market there. And a couple running backs, Zamir White would be a name to watch. So the Ravens pick in what, nine picks? And there's more than, you know, nine players that I think could be impact players remaining. So if they add one of those, the hit rate in the fourth round is usually what, about 20 to 30%. So if you get one or two players out of that, then, uh, then that, that, that's helpful. 100%. Um, okay. I mean, not really a ton to say. I think we uh, we kind of covered it with the two picks. They just feel like very stock. That's so Ravens type moves. Um, so yeah, it's uh, a very successful night, a good night overall. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess overall draft grades. Spengeman, do you have do you have a, a grade on this draft so far through the first two days? I will go with a D mm. for D's nuts. Got him. Um, <laughs> ah. Two thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up. Uh, like like what they've done very much so. And if Ojabo can can heal up, then you're drafting, I think, some impact players, man. I think you, they have a good shot to walk out with three, if not four, impact players. Travis Jones presents so much ability, being a, a well-balanced interior presence that has pop in his hands. Uh, Linderbaum, not you know, not my guy necessarily, but walking out with Jones and Ojabo, you can you can do the old flipperoo in your head and tell yourself they drafted him at forty-five and you like it a lot more. So, considering the Hall, considering Kyle Hamilton as as that Ken Griffey Jr. type and what they're going to be able to do in Mike McDonald's defense, you have. The world is your oyster to grow a little bit. They still have some some bullets in the chamber, both in terms of picks to hopefully, you know, shut me up and, and find an impact player in the fourth round, as well as some money to work with. So especially with Hollywood Brown coming off the book. So they, they've got potential. I'm curious to see what they do. Maybe they added James Bradbury after the draft or another veteran, uh, Justin Houston, whatever it is. So I think that this team has definitely taken some steps forward through the draft. And I think they've they've done a really nice job here real meat and potatoes draft in some ways with that, that, you know, going down swing and I'm going to close my eyes and swing as hard as I can with David Ajabo and see if I can hit a grand slam. Um, that's the, that's the kind of pick that was. And I like that paired with Jones and Linderbaum and Hamilton in terms of taking a risk there. So um, I'm fired up about this draft. I'm really pumped. I think DaCosta absolutely killed day two, only using two picks other than maybe not trying to consolidate and pick more in the top, you know, 75 or so. Yeah, it's an A minus for me. I mean, all the picks have been great. I think, uh, you know, three guys that, I mean, really, kind of love all the picks that they've made. Uh, it's just that the fact that you know you get worse at wide receiver, you got to address that somehow. I would have liked to have seen a pick today if the value lined up. It didn't totally. Um, so yeah, I mean that uh, that part of it is unfortunate, but the picks themselves have been dynamite. I'd go A minus. Voss, what are you thinking? Um, I'm probably somewhere in the B range. I do think if you had to say, what, is the team going to be better off? Would they be better off in 2022 with the last year of Marquise Brown before trading him for maybe a lesser pick versus Tyler uh, Linderbaum? I'd probably say Marquise Brown. And this really has been a very true BPA draft. Um, the Ravens say they draft BPA, but there's definitely – positional need taken into it and it seems like some years they took more immediate needs 
But the three defenders they got are very, very good players. They got great value on all three of them. So very solid beef for me. Zeej, what about you, man? Um, I'm somewhere between a B minus and a B. I think so. I'm I really need to see a corner taken before I can. If, if once I see a corner taken, it immediately goes up to an A. You're just missing that piece. I'd really like to see a wide receiver as well, but their picks, like you said, their picks have all been good. I just need to see a couple more positions before it shoots up into that A range for me. Yeah, makes sense. Well, we got a, a full day ahead of us in that regard, so uh, we'll be surely tracking that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I guess we can close it out there. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Feel free to follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Beatdown. Uh, you can follow Spenny at Ravens for Dummies. Zach, where, where can they find you? At Perp underscore Black Veins. And Voss, what about you and your stuff? At Vasilis Beatdown, V-A-S-I-L-I-S Beatdown. Absolutely. And you can find me at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. If you want more detailed kind of breakdown in the moment type stuff, you can go to our YouTube page and watch the full live stream. It's running over four hours now, but you can go and find the Ravens picks if you want to see our reaction to that uh, in the moment. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Go ahead and do that if you're so inclined, and uh, we'll obviously have more content coming out uh, in relation to the rest of the draft, so stay tuned. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? 